Elroy drove the tractor along the edge of the woods until he came to the county road. He looked both ways. No cars were in sight. He eased the tractor in gear and made a right turn onto the road. After traveling almost two miles, Elroy saw the yellow glow of headlights crest over a hill in the distance. He traveled another 500 feet and pulled onto the crushed gravel of his driveway. As he drove the tractor and wagon behind the house, the car passed by. That was close, Elroy thought, but by that time he was completely out of sight from the road. Elroy jumped off the tractor and hobbled up the steps to his back porch and unlocked the door. He limped back to the wagon and pulled off a few bales of hay from the side. He grabbed the girl and dragged her up the steps into the house. His ankle felt like he was pushing bone onto bone. Elroy opened the door off the kitchen and guided the girl down the stairs. He set her down on a chair, pulled off his mask, and said, Look, Lisa, I'm sorry I had to do this. You'll be fine. Don't be scared. Nothing's going to happen to you. The girl shook her head and was trying to say something through the duct tape. Elroy pulled up a chair and sat down. We both know Pete's a stubborn son of a bitch. He won't listen to anyone. He's got this feud going with some damned Mexicans, and before it's all over, he's going to get us all killed. The girl continued to shake her head and mumble something under the tape. The way I figure, once he thinks they grabbed you, He'll change his tune and let them have his damned operation. Elroy got up. He winced as a jolt of pain ran up his leg. He held on to the back of his chair for a moment and then walked behind her and tied her bound hands to the back of the chair. He untied her feet and then retied them, one to each chair leg. He thinks the world of you. He don't show it, but I know he does. I need to get back before anyone misses me. This should be over in a short time. I know you don't get it now, but once this is finished, you'll see this is for everyone's good. Elroy slowly climbed up the stairs, taking them one stair at a time. He closed the door to the basement. He plopped down in a kitchen chair and started to untie his work boot. He stopped. From the feel of his ankle, he knew he would never be able to get the boot back on. Elroy walked into the bathroom and took a handful of aspirin. He shuffled back outside and locked the back door. Elroy climbed back onto the tractor and took the highway back to the woods. He followed the tree line until he got behind the barn. Then he pulled up next to the machine shed and climbed down. Cool, Emily shouted. Did you see that? The girls turned towards the woods at the sound of the blast. I wonder who thought up that idea, Ashley asked, as huge flames rose above the tree line. Two more explosions were heard. John and Kit were halfway to the house, each carrying a box of money. They both stopped dead in their tracks at the sound of the explosion. What was that? Kit asked. I don't know. Sounds like something blew up. Look at the size of that fireball. What's over there anyway? Kit asked. Nothing. It's all woods and marsh. I can't imagine what could have done that. Maybe a small plane crashed. I better call 911. The old timbers in the barn started to shake from the rumble of the explosion. Elroy made his way to the front as fast as he could to get a better look. 
The fire was coming from the direction of Pete's camper. Elroy limped over to the ticket booth. Where's Pete? he asked. Elroy's mother was folding up t-shirts and putting them in boxes. He's gone. Zorro came and picked him up. 